Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to It's Okay to Say Gay. I'm your host, Famie Redwood. And I'm Andy Eganthorpe. So as we hopefully move away from the pandemic, one thing I've thought about lately is how many of us are left with some sort of PTSD. So for example, I went to an event a few nights ago and had inner cringe when shaking hands with people. All I kept thinking about was, Miss Rona is going to get all over my hands. And while, you know, I'm kind of making fun of it now... I'm so interested to see what mental health data is going to look like in the near future. I'm so curious to see what that looks like as well, because as someone who struggles with anxiety and depression, the pandemic exasperated my issues tenfold. And if I'm being honest with you, those issues definitely still linger. Well, therapists say the pandemic influenced the mental health for many people in marginalized communities. Because they face more stereotypes and more negative experiences than others, it affects their mental health. And when you think of all the challenges surrounding COVID, we can't ignore the rise in anti-Asian hate crimes. Yep. The Trevor Project released a new report that focused on AAPI, LGBTQ youth, and mental health. The numbers it found is heartbreaking, like how 40% of AAPI LGBTQ youth seriously considered suicide in the past year. Producer Jill Webb digs into this, but she also meets one AAPI LGBTQ youth leader who is working to improve the mental health in their communities. The middle school experience isn't complete without having a crush. Remember the feeling of butterflies in your stomach? But for some, it was more confusing than exciting. I just couldn't figure out why I really cared about this girl. And I not that I just like cared about her. Like I wanted to spend like literally every minute like with her. That's Crystal Wadato. Like identical to how I felt about other like guy crushes that I had when I was in elementary school. She's a queer first gen Chinese Indonesian American who lives in California. Crystal is now a high school senior. But back then, when they were in middle school, like many preteens, she was trying to figure out their sexuality. Freaking out and watching all of these like queer films that had like horrible depictions back then of like queer people and queer kids always being like the sidekick. And then also having like a little bit of like issues with family and friends. A lot of internalized like homophobia developed then. They were hoping to resolve this privately, but it all became public. I was outed to my middle school as queer without me like fully realizing it then. And that um, given that I live in a really like not really like tolerant community was really difficult. The challenges of being outed and figuring out her identity made things really bad. I 
began developing like suicidal ideation, it was really difficult to just balance a bunch of like things going on that it sometimes felt like it was completely helpless to keep trying. Talking about mental health can be tough, but as a recent Trevor Project report found out, it's more important than ever. The nonprofit released a study examining the mental health of LGBTQ AAPI youth ages 13 to 24. It found 40% considered suicide in the past year. And those who faced racism, well, they had even higher rates. Well, there wasn't any questions that I didn't think you were going to ask. Just like to leave with... Maisha Price is a senior research scientist at The Trevor Project. She says AAPI LGBTQ youth have unique, intersectional, marginalized identities, which affects their experiences. And they've been largely overlooked by previous research. But this new research can provide a better understanding. Be able to provide those recommendations for people who are working directly with them so that they can better support their unique needs that they have. Whereas many studies lump all AAPI people together, this one honed in on different ethnicities. For this particular study, we were able to look at specific findings for six major AAPI origin groups, and that includes Pacific Islander, Native Hawaiian, Chinese, Filipino, Indian, Korean, and Vietnamese LGBTQ youth. We were also able to look at transgender and non-binary AAPI LGBTQ youth. The research shows needs vary. For example, remember what I just said about 40% of AAPI youth seriously considering suicide? For Pacific Islander Native Hawaiians, that number is 49%. This comes as Pacific Islander Native Hawaiians are more out and reported higher rates of discrimination and physical harm. This study also found that 16% of AAPI LGBTQ youth attempted suicide in the past year. Maisha says this community faces stigmatization based on their queerness and race. From what we were able to see, one of the unique findings is that um, AAPI LGBTQ youth face discrimination based on their race ethnicity in the past year, and that's higher than other LGBTQ youth. And they also face discrimination based on their immigration status. And that's at one in 10 reported discrimination based on their immigration status which is nearly double the overall, what the overall sample of LGBTQ youth report. Hate crimes against Asian New Yorkers are skyrocketing, and the attacks are not only growing in numbers, but are also becoming more violent. Data shows one in eight Asian Americans reported a hate crime in 2020. In 2021, it rose to one in six. This comes as anti-queer rhetoric is also rising. Over 300 anti-LGBTQ bills have been proposed this year. And experts say political hate speech is linked to hate crimes. The Anti-Defamation League released a new report saying hate-based harassment online is high and disproportionately hurting AAPI and LGBTQ people. It's a lot for anyone to handle, especially teenagers. I think there's a lot of like a huge part of being Asian and also in the sense of being queer is like some for some reason people like expect you to just naturally be resilient. And although that is true in so many aspects, like I genuinely believe that it's just like 
you know, my existence in both communities is resilience against a lot of different systems of oppression. After dealing with her immediate mental health crisis, Crystal wanted to help others. I um, volunteered for a lot of like sketchy, now that I think about it, um, hotlines, for, uh, emotional hotlines that offered like volunteer positions for very young teenagers. And that's when I realized when I was like having one of those conversations with someone like, oh, like I can't just, I can't fix my own trauma by trying to fix other people's trauma all the time. Like I gotta, gotta do more work than just that. And when I had finally had that realization, I was like, all right, mom. We got to talk about this. Her mom knew someone who would be the perfect therapist. I was very, very fortunate that I got connected with a first-generation Chinese woman who had very similar life experiences that I had. Many therapists say sharing an ethnic or racial background with clients gives them a deeper understanding of issues. And that's important when it comes to family problems. Crystal says it wasn't easy talking about her sexuality with her family. She says in many Asian American households, there is a heavy emphasis on tradition, sacrifice, and family duty. It was like so many different concerns of like criticisms from like a religious aspect. Her family would say things like, it's just a phase. Like a gaslighting almost of like queerness in the sense that they were like, oh, you'll you'll like boys when you get to high school. And now since I'm, you know, in the process of um, exploring my gender identity a little bit more, I'm kind of being like, oh my God, I have to go through that all over again. Like how Crystal's family still uses she, her pronouns, not she, they. So that will be another conversation, but she's at least hopeful. It's a big theme in my life that it's getting better overall. And we'll cross that bridge when we get there, so. Yeah, family's been a little bit rough. Crystal believes the disconnect a lot of Asian American parents have in understanding their queer children has to do with fear. Parents don't want their kids to face the same discrimination or xenophobia older generations faced in the U.S. But I think there's like a lot of judgment on how I would be perceived by like my peers and by like my employers or teachers if I were to have public affections with non-men, if that made sense. Like how other people would perceive me and how that would affect my future career if I was like publicly and like proudly queer. According to the Trevor Project, AAPI LGBTQ youth are out to their parents at lower rates when compared to queer young people overall. But Maisha says, while society puts a strong emphasis on being out, there needs to be a safe space to come out in. And so I think for AAPI youth, they may just find that it's it's easier at the time, at that moment, to not be out to parents or family members in order to capture some of the importance of race ethnicity, for example, if they're not finding that it's as important at that time in that moment. And so to hold, hold on to some of that cohesiveness from the family environment. Crystal says Asian American teens often grow up believing their life choices will reflect on their entire families, including parents, elders, and ancestors. And teens may also feel indebted to their parents' sacrifices. And I think that lack of empathy sometimes comes from a good, sometimes good-intentioned, like, sense of, we, like, have worked so hard to raise you. 
why can't you just like get this small thing right and it seems like it's a small thing but like for example like in my context it could be like we like immigrated here from indonesia and china and taiwan and like we worked our butts off to you know pay for all of these ap class tests for example why can't you just study so that we you know we, we put this in like why can't you just like do it and i think like and we and also we raise you and we love you so much why can't you just do it? it's like it's kind of this disconnect of like they think like they put in the input and the output is just supposed to come naturally perfectly but that that function doesn't work that way all of the time is merging heritage and queerness together difficult of course but researchers say connecting to one's roots can help a person's mental health we found that when LGBT, when AAPI LGBTQ youth had support and they felt connected to their cultural background, that was able to serve as a protective factor. So when they felt that their race or ethnicity was a very important part of who they were, they reported nearly half the rate of attempted suicide in the past year compared to AAPI LGBTQ youth who did not feel that that was important to them. The Trevor Project also found that having a supportive family friends, and access to LGBTQ-affirming spaces made a big difference. Crystal doesn't want others going through the same pain they went through, so she volunteers for several mental health advocacy groups. She's the writing director of Each Mind. That's a youth-led organization that creates media about teen mental health. She's also a social media facilitator for Mind Out Loud, another group advocating for mental health awareness. And they run their school's mental health club. Despite all this, Crystal still feels pressure to do more, be better, and be perfect. I think, especially like this year and in my high school years specifically, when all those pressures got like too much, it was hard to explain to my family that like, I can't like, and also not just my family, but also with other people that like, I can't handle all of this, like just because I'm Asian or just because I'm queer, like I can't hand, I'm not like magically able to like handle all of my responsibilities just because I fit into like, um, like these minority groups, right? So there's definitely that kind of like stigma. They also feel pressure to make the world better for queer folks, Asian American people and other communities of color which can feel overwhelming. As someone who fits in both of those communities can seem like really pressurizing in that it's like, oh, it's my turn. Like I got, I got to fix all of this stuff. Like I got to make sure that uh, my communities are safe and I got to make sure this community is safe. It's like really overwhelming how much is still wrong and how much it feels like it's all on a teenager's shoulders who happens to be in all of these communities. Helping others means you have to help yourself. Crystal is getting better at taking care of her own mental health. They also know when it's time to take a break. Understanding that like, especially like being a part of these communities that are constantly attacked, that I also deserve rest from it. Like I used to feel guilty when I was like, watching TV when I could have been writing a new infographic or doing something like that. But as like a huge part of my like philosophy that's evolved over time has been understanding that more than anyone in some ways that like people who are most affected by these communities deserve to like look away for some time and look back at when they're ready. In short, self-care has to be a part of activism. Congress is taking a major step to combat hate crimes against Asian Americans. This follows a recent surge in violence related to the COVID-19 pandemic. Crystal is only 17, but she's trying to figure out how to push mental health advocacy further. 
She says laws are not enough. Violence against queer people it does not stop when like legislation is passed, right? And I think the same thing can be applied with being like Asian American. That like just because you say this thing at a press conference or you even if you do pass like anti hate crime legislation bill, that doesn't stop a lot of the like underlying roots of white supremacy completely plaguing this entire country and how it treats people who look like me. She believes society isn't spending enough time looking at the root cause of oppressive systems that trickle down into other problems. Like patriarchy, for example, like colonialism, um, imperialism, like white supremacy, looking at the root of the issue not only helps and aids to queer community and Asian community, but like helps a lot of marginalized and like oppressed communities. And they want politicians to take a long, hard look at this, not just slap a bandaid on it. Let's say, for example, bullying. I think a lot of like solutions to this, for example, are very like band-aid solutions like punishing bullies like harder or putting up more posters to like spread more awareness. And although I think like obviously those are in well intentioned, I think a lot of these politicians don't look at the core root of like a lot of like issues that stem with bullying, right? And not fully understanding like to what extent bullying has evolved to be. Maisha says to help shape policy, more research is needed especially on those with intersectional identities. And I think it speaks to what groups have been saying all along. Other groups have been saying, we don't have the data, we need the data, we need the data. Better information will help advocates. To be able to say, like, here's the data that supports my unique needs for my community that I'm, I'm trying to address. After awareness comes action. For example, like with awareness around like suicide prevention and talk, putting up posters, all that is great. And even how even I do that stuff for my school, there needs to be more than just like posters, right? There needs to be like curriculum developed and actual like foundation set that ensure that no one actually has to like go up to that poster and look up those numbers and like obtain those resources, even though those are like really important. It's important to remember Young people are not experiencing mental health issues because they're queer or because they're Asian American. They're struggling because of how classmates, family, and society treats them. But Crystal shares this message of hope. I think something that I've been like emphasizing to a lot of younger people who are part of like similar marginalized communities that are struggling in similar ways I have like struggled in in the past is that like really hold on to the idea of like hope and understanding that hope isn't like can seem like very cheap and like just oh you know it'll get better be hopeful but understanding that like there's hope in the idea that sometime in the future you know I can't promise you that it'll be the next minute or the next hour or even like the next month or a few weeks that you'll feel better but at least you'll feel different and at some point it's gonna change for the better and that what you're feeling right now will ultimately be temporary and finding hope that like whatever like really crappy times are happening right now, you won't stay in that period for like a really long time. (laughs) 
How impressive is Crystal? They are literally doing more than I certainly did at her age and at my age now. Well, if you or someone you know is in immediate crisis, call the U.S. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You can get the number off of Google, or of course, here it is. It's 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. Someone is on the other end 24-7, day or night. You can also text HOME to 741-741. That will take you to the crisis text line. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying It's Okay to Say Gay, please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks so much to producer Dempsey Pilat, producer Jill Webb, of course, who wrote and produced this story, Andy Egan Thorpe, who worked as a sound engineer and helping me with co-hosting duties, Tim Schaud is the WCBS News Radio 880 brand manager, Ben Mevarak is the 1010 Wins brand manager, and I'm your host and executive producer, Femi Redwood. Thanks for joining. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.